Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Besides Law and Order is the thing, not Law and Order, another show that you can practice closing your eyes to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Please say more. Because I don't want to go to sleep right away, so I need to practice closing my eyes, and there are certain shows and movies that are great practice for sleep. And Law and Order, I feel like we talk about every time as the perfect show to practice closing your eyes to, but I'm searching for other eye-practicing shows. <laughs> I've just never thought of it as practicing closing my eyes. Like, But you're exactly right, because I'm not really sleeping, but I am getting ready to try and dive down. But I do have such like a hard time doing it. Yeah. So I do need to, yeah, like do the training. Yeah. Well, everyone who's like, put your screens down, read a book. I know uh -huh. you're right. Yeah, of course they're right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's good. That's a good way to practice closing your eyes, read a book. I've been practicing closing my eyes using something called brown noise. Uh, which Wait. we will get to in a minute, but I want to. Do you have other show ideas besides Law and Order that would work for you? Well, I mean, I'd like to make a brown noise joke before okay. we move on. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. It's just sharts. <laughs> Is that what it's you call a YouTube asleep? shart channel? Shart compilation? Shart, shart week. Uh, <laughs> what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> really good. Welcome to We Do Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out, and um, uncontrollable diarrhea that makes you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to get the Z's you need. <laughs> Tune into our new venture. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, other shows that are good to practice closing my eyes to. Mm -hmm. Right now, um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It's not good, but it's not bad, so it's fine. Is it calming, though? I feel like it's action-y. Isn't it kind of like superhero stuff yeah but it's not but it's boring but it's boring <laughs> great right well like i can't watch a show that i want to keep my eyes open for oh definitely not i mean i just binged the entire first season of the boys super late to the game i know you've been talking about it for ages i'm glad you well it depends if you liked it or I not fucking loved it um but i truly did like at one point try to practice closing my eyes to it and just was up until five in the morning because it's so good yes yeah it was very like intensely excellent i'm excited to watch the new seasons but are you at you season know, Three I'm now? No, I'm at the first episode of season two. Oh, oh, yeah. Ooh. I have like I know, I know. There's like so much to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And the and how they keep dropping se seasons that are um tapped into what's going on in our country with each new. Oh, Mary Jane, fucking Great watch thing. the boys. Don't fall asleep to it. Don't shart or well, yeah. <laughs> It's not good for sleeping or sharding. Or sharding. <laughs> Unless you bring the laptop in the bathroom with you. Right. You know, have you ever done that? No. You have, obviously. I want a flat screen in there, man. Oh, my God. Get an iPad, dude. <laughs> bring your keyboard into the bathroom. I bring my desktop. There's like poo molecules in there. I am never using your laptop again. <laughs> that is so unsanitary. <laughs> now I know where it's been. Ew. <laughs> I'm getting you an iPad. Yeah? Just for your bathroom. Bathroom iPad? Yeah, I'll get you a magazine rack, a little iPad charging station, then you can just hang out in there. Oh, until my legs fall asleep. Mm -hmm. That's a great gift for the holidays. Yeah, a ba tushy and an iPad. <laughs> and then you just end up like fusing to the seat, like some weird horror movie. 
What happened to Glazer? Haven't seen him in months. Mm-mm. Did you check the bathroom? Oh. Yeah. I feel like you would co- you would call for snacks though, and we would find you. I would, and there would be um, those air scent fresheners hanging down like the movie Seven from my bathroom, oh. just because I like I could walk across and shower, but you know can't pull away. No, you're just smoking a bowl on the toilet. <laughs> Smoking a bowl on the bowl. On the fucking bowl. Man, yeah. uh, this, as a loose moose. As a moose. This is a loose. Yeah. <laughs> Hella loose. We don't know where the fuck we are in the timeline right now, but we are bringing this moose to your uh, lovely ears, all of our dear buds who listen, because uh, right now, I think we're probably in Amsterdam. Are we eating like cosmic brownies in Amsterdam? I think so. Space cake? I think we're like in the Vondel Park lying on our backs looking at the sky and being like, whoa. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. By the time this drops, we're in a park? Yeah, that I sounds think so. Nice. That's my guess of where we are in, in this moment. What's the name of the park you just said? Vondel Park. Vondel? <laughs> kind of. It's a V, which is sort of like an F. So it's it's Vondel Park, but I do believe that maybe they call it Vondel Park. They can't. That can't be right. It probably is. Someone has to correct that. But you've been there? I have. What's the tree situation? Plant all the trees. So many, so many beautiful Dutch trees. Mm. All the trees. And there are crazy parrots there too, which really freaked me out because it was long before I'd seen the parrots that were that are just in LA, the wild parrots here. Oh, I don't know how many people know that story. About the wild parrots in Los Angeles? Yeah. What what is the story? Well, isn't it that they all escaped and then they reproduced and now there's just like wild parrots all over LA that run in packs that's the story that I've heard yeah yeah like pets pet store escape or something something crazy like several generations ago and now in certain parts of the city like in Pasadena they're just like posted up all the time having conversations in the trees and they're so loud and they're beautiful they're like bright green and it's amazing so I had never seen a wild parrot like before because I'd never been to LA but they have wild parrots in this park in Amsterdam too yeah like seeing a parrot when you're really high just walking around it's an insane experience it is if you've Never really seen parrots. No, yeah, because most birds are like brown, black. Maybe you'll get a blue or a red in there. Yeah, a nice looking starling maybe. That's pretty exciting. Right. A cardinal here and there. That's pretty cool. But a parrot? A parrot? What? And there's a murder of them? What? Oh, I wonder what a group of parrots is called. Let's ask Siri. A gaggle? Hey, Siri, what's a group of parrots called? A comedy. Oh, that's Ew, come dude. on! A company of parrots, of course they're theater kids. <laughs> look at them, the annoying, the most annoying, the loudest. <laughs> yeah, there's right. no off switch. They're just like, look at me! Ah! <laughs> parrots are the theater kids of the bird world. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. A company of parrots. All right. Have you ever seen a a, a peacock open? Yes. I never have. What do you mean you've never? I've always seen them, like they've never tried to woo me. And so I've oh. never seen uh, an open peacock in you've person. You've just seen a closed peacock? I've only seen closed peacocks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where their, ta- their tails are down and mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah, like a, what is it, like a dress thing, a train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when they open and they like stick it, have you seen it in video or anything? I'm only in my favorite streaming service. No, yeah. like I, no, I have a... Uh, there was uh, thanks, Mark. <laughs> fairly, fairly recently, at least when we were recording this recently, Martha Stewart just posted a really weird video because a couple of her peacocks, favorite peacocks, because she just she has like a basically a, a farm in Connecticut with all kinds of creatures. Oh, cool! And a couple of her peacocks were eaten by coyotes. Oh no! And she posted like an in memoriam video with Barry White music playing under it, and one of her peacocks doing its full spread and like shaking its little peacock fucking tail. That's beautiful. Oh, the air purifier just turned on. Was that because you touched it or was that a poltergeist? I think it was because we smoked so much weed in here that it needed to (laughs) 
clear its throat. Let's de-stink this place. <laughs> That's so sad, but such a beautiful tribute to those peacocks. Yeah, it's and they are so amazing. It's yeah. true. Yeah, Dang. they're jerks though. P- who? Peacocks. They're like geese. They're like beautiful geese. Yeah, they're just like kind of. They're not very cool. You know, they're not chill. We should do a science show about birds because we cool. both know an equal amount, but we can repeat Nothing. it in nine different ways so yeah. that it sounds like we know what we're saying. I do. I mean, bird people are some of the most hardcore knowledge nerd people on the planet. It's really cool. So when um, when we were with Walt and he was driving out of, well, actually, this ties into another topic that we were going to talk about in this. But when we were driving out of Monterey and he was behind the wheel, he slammed on the brakes <laughs> and flipped it in reverse to see a blue jay on a fence post Mm -hmm. and like one we're flying down a road so the fact that he spotted a blue jay out of the side of his eye and two that he like was like we better stop and see it three it was fucking beautiful thank god he stopped to see that jay yeah he i mean well so this is my brother-in-law he has like the bucket list of birds that he still has yet to see and it's pretty short like he has seen almost all of the birds that he's wanted to see in the world. And I remember years ago, he and my sister got this really cool behind the scenes tour at the Natural Museum of History in um, Washington, where they have like Darwin's samples from, you know, the past 200 years of collecting and like all this crazy stuff. And there was a picture of him just like holding this drawer of sadly dead birds, but like the most incredible samples from all around the world. And he just looked like, like, those he are the couldn't grails. have looked happier. Yeah. yeah. He was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So when we were in Joshua Tree with him, we saw a bird and he was like, that was on my bucket list. I hadn't seen it. And it was called the like, the, it had the craziest name. I can't even remember what it was called. But um, I recently saw a bird that is called the pintailed wida. And I just learned about it because I saw it flying around in a park. And it looked so crazy because of the way it was flying. It was doing this sort of like flying like a, like a butterfly or a moth almost with this really long dangling tail. And it looked so exotic and crazy. I thought it must have been an escapee is the little tiny red beak and like bright, bright white with like black and this long, crazy tail and flipping around. And then I looked it up and it is. It's an invasive species that escaped. And now it's posing a problem because it's like, you know, eating a bunch of stuff in the fucking ecosystem that other things need. So it's, you know, become an invasive species. It's a problem for the locals who are like, hey, yeah, (laughs) get out of my nest. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. I wonder how many invasive species are man's fault. All of them. It has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Right. So, but I like the idea of like, and then we point the, our finger at them and be like, look at them trying to survive. We yeah. got to stop this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think all of them. Like, it's always, I mean, I think, you know, a very long time ago, it was like the uh, settlers were trying to introduce species from their native countries into their like new places where they were like, oh, we loved trout fishing. So we're going to bring brown trout over from Scotland or wherever and we're going to stock this pond. And a lot of that was fine because those species adapted and, you know, it's been fine. But there have been a ton of species like the What are the toads in Australia? Um, there was a crazy documentary about these massive fucking toads that are like voracious and they just eat everything in sight and they become a huge problem because they're eating all sorts of these like delicate species in Australia that just then, you know, are wiped out Wow! by toads, which were introduced to eradicate one species in particular. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, there's a documentary about it. And it's like they were meant to do one thing and they did it too well and then they moved on to other shit. And now you just got a fucking bunch of weird toads damn all you make me think of is like <laughs> robots taking over the world right like we put them in place to them. deliver us burritos mm-hmm. and now it's an invasive species of burrito robots that are like on the move fear the burrito robot for real truly i see them in my neighborhood all the time and it sends a chill through my bones fuck yeah it does fuck the burrito robots fuck yeah make your own burrito <laughs> 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's time for another soapbox with Mary Jane. Yep. No, I'm not getting on a soapbox about that. I love I love a burrito delivered to me. Are you kidding? Yeah. I agree. That yeah. sucks about these invasive species being our fault. And then yeah. it turns out that they're just literally doing what they were built to do. They're just excellent at whatever it is that they did in their homeland. And we didn't anticipate what they were going to do here. Mm-hmm. And then there are all sorts of like, you know, um, plants as well, like um, scotch broom, which is also known as gorse, which is beautiful. And you see it all over the Pacific Northwest. It's bright yellow when it flowers. It's so fucking pretty. Super invasive. Taking over all sorts of stuff and choking out other plants. And it's a real problem. I know the kudzu situation in the south, right? The kudzu situation? Kudzu is that crazy vine that grows like a foot a day and just like strangles shit. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Like in that book movie ruins kind of, i think so i've never seen it i've always wanted to see kudzu because i think it's just like crazy and like we'll take over telephone poles and then just be these just green webs you know the crazy cool thing that's going to be the next invasive thing is um spiders that float that they like build these huge webs and then they just like float around and they're like big and um, I think they're already here on the East Coast and people are kind of freaked out about so it. So they built web ships and now they're like cruising <laughs> over the seven seas to there's, hit land? Yeah, there's a current spider invasion happening on the East Coast. You heard it here first. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. That's true. Yeah, they're here. <laughs> they're here. They're here. And they can float. Floating fucking spiders. Yeah. I got an insect ocean tale that I just learned about when oh. we were um, performing in Mammoth. Up in California, there's a lake called Mono Lake, and it's really beautiful, except it used to be at this elevation, and now that's all land. It used to be at this elevation, and that's all land. So now the lake is like shrinking, and an island um, has been revealed in the middle because the water level is going down so much that now there's a cool island that you can look at. The fucking rad thing is that the circle of life there, birds are at the top, um, and then there's all of these like flies and fish brine or shrimp brine and all these things in the lake that the um that reproduce so that the birds can come through on their migration and like scoop up a snack and the flies that live there these like little black brilliant clouds of fly are actually born underwater let me pull up a picture of it and the fly can breathe underwater for 15 minutes by creating an air helmet around itself and then it dives into the lake lays its eggs while breathing in the air helmet and then breaks the surface again as a fly and goes about its day it's crazy that's amazing i can't wait to see a picture of this i know my dad always used to say you know he was like a fisheries biologist and he was always saying like there's so much cool shit that we don't have to make anything up like if you just go to any remote realm of the ocean or any look at this stream or lake or oh my god it's a diving beetle or no it's oh a- it's not a beetle it's a fly Look at that. Oh, well, we got to put that. I don't know if anyone looking on the YouTube could see, but fuck yes. How cool is That's that? That's amazing. So we're going to be taken over by spiders and flies, man. I mean, yeah. That's it. For it's, real. Yeah. I love that. That's Spider flies and plants. Spiders and flies. And possibly, uh, well, also in the timeline when we were recording this, we just saw Nope. Yes. And that seemed like maybe an invasive. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. I do want to talk about my bathroom experience at that movie, though. Yeah? yeah. Before we get to your bathroom experience, mm-hmm. how would you rate Nope without spoilers? Oh, man. It was so cool to sit down with you. And we, like, I felt like I had perfectly timed, like, edible, like, I had a, uh, a walking beverage, infused beverage. And then 
uh, an edible as we sat down and I had buttered my popcorn from the bottom up with we the straw. We got video. Drop, well, let's drop that video for <laughs> yeah, this too. I was so stoked. Doing the butter trick? Yep. Heck and I yeah. felt like, oh, I've perfectly, like I have everything I need and I'm no matter what, I'm excited to see this. And then within the first 30 seconds, I had full body chills and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I just glanced at you and your eyes were really big and you glanced back at me and I was like, holy shit. Like yeah. that was... Um, I, I mean, I don't know. What would you say about it? Um, without spoilers, mm-hmm. I would say that I, and my entire large bucket of popcorn lasted the entire movie because I was so wrapped up in the movie that I just wasn't shoving my face with popcorn. It was so captivating that I forgot to eat. And if I can give any type of glowing review to anything, <laughs> it's that it's so good I forgot to eat. Oh, man. It was so good that if you didn't like that movie, I don't like you, I think. Preach on it. Right. Yep. Like that's what we were kind of like on the on the stoned walk home it was so perfect to just like unwind and be like, oh, what, and what about this? What do you think this meant? And all like pulling all the different pieces together. Yeah. And like the meanings behind everything. And uh, I was like, if I if I was with someone who didn't want to have this conversation, I would be so disappointed. You right? know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially after what was a really funny bathroom experience to like <laughs> oh my God. For, for both of us to head into that movie that was so good but have it start in that way oh man i mean well a couple of things about so i've i've found this like onesie situation i i have a couple of these like um what are they called jumpsuits yeah. nowadays and i'm loving living in them because they're so comfortable and i feel like strong in them you know i feel good um but it's definitely a choice that you reckon with when you go to a public bathroom there's just a whole situation that you don't want to you know because you're basically like naked from the waist up when you're peeing right yeah you've got to go from top to bottom yeah never a good time i don't like that feeling sure. i don't like being half naked in a public bathroom so i um yeah, and but that is kind of unrelated to the second part of this, which was that standing in this outfit, you had said right before we went into the movie, like, oh, I've just got to dip into the restroom. And so I was <laughs> standing there waiting for you with two giant buckets of popcorn, one under each arm, looking like a absolute fucking lunatic. <laughs> and then just standing outside of the men's room for like seven minutes. Yeah. I don't know how long you were in there, <laughs> but... Everyone kept giving me weird looks. And finally, at a certain point, I just like had to put the popcorn down and kind of like walk away because I was like, I definitely look like I'm in the market for some action. And maybe I'm just some lonely woman who just bought two giant fucking buckets of popcorn. And I'm just hoping to snag some poor unsuspecting soul when he comes out of the bathroom or like I'm a, like a weird hooker. Like, do I look like a popcorn sex worker? I don't know. But I felt really uncomfortable. And a lot of people looked at me and then like averted their eyes fast and I was like yeah I know I look absolutely (laughs) insane (laughs) I'm in a onesie holding two jumbo buckets of popcorn like a crazy person (sighs) (sighs) so thank god the movie was good because that just like was total palate cleanser yeah yeah I felt real weird though yeah I was in there a minute sorry so long (laughs) (laughs) like I considered calling your name through the open door which is not something anyone should ever Holding do to anyone. Holding two of popcorn and yelling, are you okay in there? And a grown man walks out <laughs> instead of a seven-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, she must be looking for her son. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. See Nope. Yeah, go see Nope if you haven't. And if you don't like it, just don't ever tell us. Right. That. Yeah. Oh, man. Litmus test. <laughs> I'm going to crack this coffee. 
That's also a good, I think there was another thing that we were talking about the other night that made me laugh so hard where like the sort of like that mom or sort of like parental dynamic that you just never want to have with a friend um, ever or in any kind of relationship where you're like not their fucking parent. Like I'm never going to sh- shout into the open doorway of a public restroom. Are you okay in there <laughs> ever to anyone? That's so funny. Rest assured, I will never do this to you. Thank God, because that is a deal breaker on any level about anything with people. Doesn't matter who you are. Like never do that mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. Also, never ask me if what I'm eating is my dinner. We did hear that person ask that. Yeah. Is that your dinner? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. There's no there's no good way into or out of that. Like, if you are looking at someone who is your, you know, considered your equal in life, like as a a friend or a fucking life partner, whatever it is. They were married. Yeah. And she looked at him and she looked down. She, she didn't even have glasses on, but she looked down like she uh-huh. was looking over glasses. Mm-hmm. And with the most snide kind of sarcastic judgmental is that your dinner is that your dinner and what was he eating fucking something delicious who knows could have been pasta could have been salad shut the fuck up it's not your business either way it could have been ice cream yes it's my dinner yeah it's my fucking dinner oh this pint of ben and jerry's yeah it's my fucking dinner Mm -hmm. because i'm a grown person who can decide to do that what if i said that to you if you said is that your dinner yeah and you were eating ben and jerry's and it's like six o'clock and i'm like, like fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you get three pints <laughs> yeah yeah i would double down i would go get two more pints and be like no this is my dinner <laughs> what would That's you say awesome. if i said that to you well you're reminding me of your stand-up joke well uh, uh which one because i have so many <laughs> which one come on you got 10 which one um the one about um are you gonna stay in bed uh I truly am blanking because I don't know what you're talking about. I'm it's so the sorry. one where it's like, or it's like, um, are you going to be, I don't want to pooch it because I, it's not my joke. It's the one where it's like, are <laughs> well, you I mad? Can't remember Get it, out of I... bed. Are you mad? Or whatever oh. it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying that like, yeah, I was having a hard fucking day and, uh, yeah, being being told to get out of bed, it makes me stay in bed all fucking day. Yeah. I don't, can't even remember how I told it, but yes. It's I'm definitely like, a, I'm a, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really funny when I actually remember it and tell it well. Thank you, Mike. Um, well, I'm just a, a, contra- a contrarian, I guess, you know, and I always have been. And that's in direct relation to my relationship with my mother, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm working on always, you know, healing and repairing. And my relationship with food mm. and how I use food as a healer repair. Re- repairer. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yes, it is my dinner. Yes, I am sad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is two frozen pizzas, Newman's own. I overcooked them because I was playing Candy Crush. I'm still <laughs> going to eat both mixing ranch with sriracha and Ooh. dipping the crust in it while watching YouTube videos of food because I want to. That's my dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? That's my dinner. My dinner is whatever I need in this moment to give me the calories that I need to make me f- maybe feel a little bit better. Maybe there's no emotion attached, but certainly not your job to question whether or not it's my dinner. That's Fuck no. That's the point, I think. Like, I could could I make better choices? Absolutely. Is a can of Hearts of Palm and a hard-boiled egg eaten over the sink an appropriate dinner for uh, you know a grown person? Who cares? That's the it's answer. It's fine. <laughs> yes. It's a pandemic. I kept myself alive <laughs> by eating whatever it was that I had on hand, and sometimes it was absolutely delicious, and I treated myself. Other times it was out of necessity. I did what I had to do to get here. <laughs> you know what you're making me realize when we heard them say, "Is that your dinner?" and we both looked at each other and we're like. Don't you ever say that to me. Don't you ever. ever. What that fucking made me realize is that we, through this entire podcast journey, have always gone on walk and talks 
to mm-hmm. not explode at each other and be like, I this is how I feel. And I don't know if that's right or not, but I have to say it to you. And a walk and talk is a great place to do that. It was not about that dinner, was it? No. It wasn't about that dinner. Oh, God, you're so right. Her saying to him is that your dinner was like about their marriage. It was. Yeah, it was like, yeah. you are not who I thought you were. And you are letting me down on every level. You are letting me down. You, that choice that you're making right there is not good enough. And I'm going to passive aggressively let you know that I disapprove. Ugh. Ugh. Bad dynamics. Fuck yeah, it is. Mm-mm. That's that's really difficult. Get high, go on a walk and talk and work it out. That is the only way to do it. It really is. It I was really so glad is. when we got, we got the other night uh, after our show, our comedy show, and um, it was so awesome and we were hanging out and I really wanted to hear one kind of music and you insisted on putting on Incubus. <laughs> I'm calling you out on it Yeah, right let's now. go. And I was like, can we not listen to that? And you were like... Incubus is great. And I was like, I know you love Incubus, but can we not can like can we put on something else? And you were like, Incubus is the best. <laughs> and I was like, I really want to hear Lizzo. And you were like, let's play some more Incubus. Yeah. And then finally I was like, yo, I know that like this is like a funny bit that we're doing, but it doesn't feel like a bit anymore. And I really need you to stop playing Incubus and please put on Lizzo. And then but I said it, I felt safe saying it to you. Yeah, and you didn't say it in a way that was like clappy. Yeah. It was in a way of like, I need you to understand and hear this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so glad that the we have that. done. Well, and we have that like relationship that we've built up. We've just built up that trust where I can actually, there, I, I don't have many friends. You feel friends safe that I saying could, that you want to listen to Lizzo around me? I feel safe telling you that like what's going on is doesn't feel great. And like, I would like the vibe to change. And that's nice. That's what's up. Right? Yeah. Because I just wasn't feeling incubus. Right. And so instead of saying, <laughs> is that your dinner? Yeah. It should be like. Like, there's got to be a better way to say that. There's no better way to say anything. Like, well, I guess you could say like, oh, hey, I see you choosing to eat that for dinner. Here are some other alternatives that I have to offer you if you would like them or if you're happy doing what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, go on with your life. And also, will you please go down on me? Yeah. (laughs) Please, God, it's been way too long. So maybe that's what I'm actually saying when I say, is that your dinner? Because it should be this pussy. Right. (laughs) It's been a minute, dude. That could have been it. You know what I mean? That could have been it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Probably the dinner that she was talking about. That's probably, yeah, you're so right. I think so. I was talking to my therapist, and um, I was like, what are the main things in life that get in the way of people, like, interacting with other people? And it's the same stuff that you hear to not talk about around the dinner table, is the stuff that actually gets in the way of real human communication between people to, like, get their feelings out and say it. It's like, you should talk about money. You should talk about sex. You should talk about religion, beliefs, politics. You should be allowed to have opinions and feel safe saying them. Please stop playing Incubus. You know? Like, (laughs) you know, it's a strong opinion that I don't agree with, but you're allowed to say it. (laughs) Well, what was great about how that conversation wrapped was you were, like, heard and... I'm going to make you an Incubus playlist. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Very soon. It'll be in your inbox. And I was like, perfect. I will give it a listen at some point. Right now, We're. I need to move on. But that mm-hmm. was fucking great. It was also perfect because the first Lizard song we played was about time. And so I was like, well, that's fitting. It's about damn time. It's about damn yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to publicly apologize for stopping Gangnam Style in the middle of the party on that too. Oh, I was God. a bad DJ after the comedy show. I really fucked it up. That's how it all started. I think that's why I was so like having like Incubus, you know, PTSD or not whatever it was, but I was like truly feeling like, ah, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. And it was because you had blue balled me. You like cold cocked me. I did. 
holy shit, that was a crazy move. It's the second time I've done it, and I will never forget both of these times because the first time was actually with Incubus in college. It was the peak of an Incubus song. I can't remember which one. Like, let's just say it was Pardon Me, and it was right before like the big bridge of Pardon Me where everyone sings at the same time. Um, and right as that happened, I, at the party, I thought it would be funny to hit stop, and I just stopped it. Fuck. Fucking dead air, clean air. And I've never felt an icier response to what I thought was a funny joke in my life. It's, you did a crime. <laughs> yeah, I did a song crime. You did a crime. That is a criminal act. That is an act of assault, oral assault. Yes. On all of our ears and joy. Fuck, man, you're right. You, I mean, oh yeah, that's what, that. that the, the, I forgot about the Gangnam Style because it and was. I did the same thing with Psy. Holy yeah. fuck, yeah! And we were, I was just getting into it. It was like whoop, 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 whoop. And then there was going to be like the big, yeah, and you just stopped it. And then you put on Incubus, and I was like, oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I have no words. Man, I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. It's good to talk about it on air because it was yeah. like, it was a problem. Like, I don't want to understate the fact that things in the car got weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's but. such a, I mean, it is a thing. I had to learn too, you know, because like I grew up, the music in my household growing up, my dad was like super into music and would blast it all the time um, and all different kinds of stuff. He listened to everything from like Robbie Shankar to the Beach Boys. It was Great. But when he wasn't around, which was often, and I was just with my mom, she doesn't like to listen to music, and I would go on road trips with her, and she wouldn't even let me play the radio, driving from St. John's, Newfoundland to St. Andrews, New Brunswick, which is like three days, and this is pre-anything, so I would just have books, you know, um, and no music. So then when I started listening to music and figuring out my own musical taste, and like I, I would just skip around and not know like how to like really curate a playlist or play it, and I really had to be taught by friends, like, here's how you... Like if you're having a party, yeah. <laughs> like here's how to fade out a song and start another one. Like what is important about like trying to put together a good playlist? And I mean, DJs are magic. DJs are magic. They're fucking magic. Um, both of us suck at it. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm not good. But Carmen and Billy, when I was just on the road with Billy Anderson and Carmen Morales doing um those shows in Sacramento, Portland, and just outside Seattle, uh, Billy and Carmen know how to put a fucking Spotify playlist together for a 13 hour drive. Like we were doing blocks where it was like, all right, name every 90 song you can think of that makes you go, oh yeah. And we're listening to like weird silver chair and all this like, like silver chair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Shout out my friend, Sarah Aubrey, who starred in one of their videos. Whoa, really? Yeah. When I met her at, um, we were doing a theater program together in Oxford in England and she was like, fucking famous in our class because she was the girl from the silver chair video that's so cool it was very impressive that's awesome yeah they played some song called cumbersome i've never heard of before uh-huh. and like so we did that whole chunk and then we did like only um all female chunks and then we did all hip-hop chunks and every chunk was like us introducing each other to really fun songs to keep it moving and like that's the way to road trip it not stare straight ahead silently with your mother no. or cut Gangnam God. style off 30 seconds in. Yeah, or just like randomly skip through a bunch of shit and then put on some weird metal band. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you learn about on your road trip that you're excited to explore uh, now? Coffee. K-O-F-F-E-E. Ooh. Um, I don't know her songs or music, but um Carmen just kept going back to it and I kept saying, Who is this? And she kept being like, dude, it's fucking coffee again. And I was like, Oh great. There's like a lot of tracks here from coffee that I'm fucking with. Good. Yeah. Dope. So check out coffee and okay. incubus. Um no. Fungus Among Us is great, but mm-hmm. I think we all okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really want to just check out old bands, go and listen to the Tragically Hip. Fucking amazing, hugely underrated Canadian band. So 
What's the name of that one song that I really like to listen to if we cook at your place? Uh, Ahead by a Century, I think. Yeah, it's a really good song. I think that's what it's called, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, we're a good band. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Hold on. I want to look at the notes, speaking of cooking. Right. This is a moose. We were all over the place, sliding around. Um, it was a very funny time when we tried to cook dinner at the Hansons when we can I can I speak freely about what we were doing or do we want to keep that part under wraps uh yeah no we we can talk a little I don't want to get too much into it but yeah okay yeah yeah I mean well I'll, I'll just say we were in um uh, Monterey because my sister Caroline when she died I had said that she wanted her ashes to be scattered so that she would brush up against the gills of a white shark That's so cool because she loved shark yeah sh Mark loves sharks too and she had worked in the Red Sea as a shark biologist and um so we gathered in Monterey with her dear friends, the Hansons, who have a boat, and Walt uh, came down, and you you joined us, and we all went out on this boat into like great white shark feeding territory, where there are definitely juveniles around, and there had been a huge attack just the week before in that area, so we know there were white sharks there, and we um, scattered my sister's ashes, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was really cool. We like ate sandwiches and. Um, told stories and sang some songs and like yeah it was it was very joyous it was yeah it was and you got a tat oh I got a tattoo I got a family tattoo that I have now um, so I got my sister's shark on my arm and my dad's I got trout for my dad and uh, yeah it felt really great and I do <laughs> I totally peed in full sight and had um, two guys who were fishing see um, my half moon bay my full my full moon bay <laughs> and uh <laughs> And I sang the Ode to Newfoundland at one point That's to right. cover someone else being That's right. who was nervous about being heard going over the side or in a bucket, I guess. So it was yeah. it was like felt very kind of like chaotic, joyous, fun to celebrate my sister. I think two dudes seeing your full moon bay <laughs> would make your sister laugh so deeply and so heartily at yes. that moment. She loved that kind of stuff for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I remember when um, as we were about to get on the boat um someone said like everyone good for the bathroom and you go i'll just hang it over the side yeah and i was like mary jane <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah very free to do that yeah um, yeah N no compunction <laughs> uh, and so then it was pretty amazing because that night uh lucy who's just such an incredible host uh and an amazing cook was like we need to do thanksgiving dinner for this day we need to celebrate caroline loves thanksgiving and also just turkey and like all the fixings so lucy put together this like incredible meal and we had wine and we toasted and we laughed and we told stories and it was beautiful and then the next day we all just kind of had a mellow day together and then you and I were like well we should cook dinner to thank these guys and um so we'll handle it and then oh my god <laughs> it was a disaster it was a disaster it was a fucking disaster top to bottom because we tried to so the dish was um charred jalapeno corn salad with like a feta dressing yeah it was a recipe that we had cooked when we were up in washington during the pandemic that caroline actually found um new york times recipe that's like yeah it's like a huge corn salad with like avocado and that charred jalapeno and feta charred dressing. scallions and yeah it's delicious so delicious so uh easy to make also we I, should point out is it uh-huh well <laughs> <laughs> is it not in our case not in our fucking case man i think i've never i've never failed harder at a salad in my life i looked out at one point when you were working the grill to try and get those vegetables charred and you were sitting on the ground kind of in the dark mm -hmm. in the rain mm -hmm. reading a book yep that's <laughs> <laughs> like this is some like movie level like failure moment yeah trying to get this salad made man so the first thing is we had to get like eight husks of corn mm -hmm. eight ears of corn and uh the first grocery store no corn 
Second grocery store, no corn. Third grocery store, corn, but no cheese. Like the whole <laughs> experience of trying to shop for eight ingredients mm-hmm. took six, four grocery stores, three grocery stores. Three grocery stores. And of course, also because it's Monterey, everything costs like $1,000. God damn. So we were like, let's have dinner at 730. We finally get back to the house and it's like six o'clock and we're like, okay, we've got this. We go to the Traeger and it's a smoker. And I didn't know, and you didn't know, that you can't just crank up a smoker to 350 degrees. If you do, it apparently catches fire, uh-huh. and it catches on all the fire. We needed to, we all <laughs> like the whole family came down and was like, "What is going on outside of our home?" We were like, "We're sorry, we're trying to burn your entire house down by making a salad." I think there's something wrong with your smoker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So Charlie had to like go and get a shop vac, clean out the entire smoker, like brush off the grill, reload the pellets, and start again. So now we're at like 6.30. 6.30. And nothing's happened. No. And now you, I've learned that you slowly have to increase the temperature on a smoker because it fills with pellets. Those pellets burn. And so it's a gradual increase to 350 degrees. But we were trying to char jalapenos and scallions and corn. Apparently, smoke doesn't char. Well, yeah. Traegers, you can't char vegetables on a Traeger. No, we didn't know this. We didn't know that. <laughs> so for an hour, these vegetables are just sitting there getting soft and filled with smoke. <laughs> There's no crisp on the outside. I'm reading a book. It's raining. What's going on? It's 8 o'clock. It's and 8 so, o'clock. <laughs> and so finally, I was like, can you just start putting everything under the broiler? And you start putting all the vegetables under the broiler in the oven. And I think Charlie goes, Oh, yeah, that won't char. I wish I had known what you were trying to do. That just smokes. It will not And we char. were like, we're so sorry. We'll have your salad ready in another hour. <laughs> one more hour. Just one more hour. Sorry. <laughs> you who like, oh, my God, because we'd wanted to do such a nice job for them because they were the most gracious and generous hosts. Yeah. We finally got the salad on the table. I think it was nine o'clock. Nine o'clock salad. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Your two and a half hour salad. Oh my fucking God. What a failure. Because then, respect to everyone for sticking it through and eating oh, dinner at so fucking con- nine. They were at like, night. it's delicious. And I was like, is it? Is it? I don't know if it's that delicious. No. It, it tastes like a long time, is yeah, what it tastes like. This salad tastes like I'm mad that I waited this long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the flavor. Is that I'm just pissed off. Yep, I think so. Because when we were like, okay, well, we've got to go upload the podcast and then we'll come back down and have some drinks. And uh-huh. then we came back down and everyone was gone. Just gone to bed. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, exactly. We'll do better next time. Well, we did try um, together because mm-hmm. we were trying to like, we were just like, yo, we've got to redeem ourselves and just cook a meal for each other. Just to cook together. Just to cook together because yeah. we've lost a step. We have we feel like we've gone way back. We've regressed terribly. Right. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to make another New York Times recipe. It's easy. It's fun. It's delicious. Yep. It's a fail safe one. I requested it actually because of how good it is. It's my favorite thing that you make. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go to nine grocery stores to get the ingredients. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I get all of the ingredients. And then you, we were meeting at my place. Yep. Um, and I can't remember where I was, but I was not home. I think I was like out. We were at a party. I was oh, okay. Great. <laughs> good good for me. <laughs> I was having fun at a party. Yeah. And so I was like walking to your place and I had both bags and I was like ready to get there. And there's police tape everywhere. <sighs> and um I was like, what's going on? And they were like, yeah, some guy started shooting at cops on this on the main street next to you. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, so we're just going to shut this place down until we feel like it's safe. But if you can walk as far away from here as you possibly can, we can't find the guy. And if he's shooting at cops, we don't want him to do anything to anyone yeah. else. And I was like, 
thank you for telling me what's going on. Also, I will be hustling away from here. And um, I got a text from my landlady who had been put on basically lockdown notice by the LAPD. And she texted me because she thought maybe I was home because I live in the back house. She was like, stay in, keep your windows closed. There's, you know, someone on the loose and yada, yada. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not there, but Mike is making his way over <laughs> to the place. I am not. So this is about five o'clock at night because we're going to have dinner at seven again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get there. They won't let me into your place. They won't let me close. There's a man with a gun on the loose. And I was like, so I call you and I'm like, I'm going to walk to my place. It's like a mile and a half. And I'll walk to my place. And um, if you want to meet me over there, maybe the police tape will be done by then. You're like, great. And so I walked to my place. By now, it's like six o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start cooking all of the things. You get over to my place. Everything's cooking. It's like seven o'clock now, but we don't want to finish it at my place because the chicken has to crisp up and once you put the fish sauce with butter on it like kind of soaks into the skin and it gets less crispy it's all about like the presentation and serving it right then and there with crispy smalty croutons and buttery fish sauce and like a crispy chicken thigh so it's all about the timing of the plating Mm. and so (laughs) we cook the chicken at my place we cook the breadcrumbs at my place we pack all of it up after it cools because we couldn't put it into anything to get back to your place. We get back to your place. It's like 730 at night and the police tape is still up. And now I'm just like holding a bowl of crispy chicken thighs, a bowl of arugula and no dinner yet. Fuck. And so, yeah, we had to like sneak around the police tape, essentially. Yeah. Like, park two blocks over and then kind of do like a quiet like. You put that bush on your head. Cartoon tiptoe. <laughs> like, we just got to get home to plate this and let my fucking dog out to pee and feed my cat. Oh, my God. And that was like, yeah. So instead of like that 24 hour charred jalapeno situation, mm-hmm. it was LAPD helicopter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> We got to write to the chef and let him know. Yeah, we do. It's uh, who's the chef on that one? Uh, Eric Kim. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. A two 9 p.m. dinner slated for 530. Jesus. Fucking great. I mean, we get it done. No. It, we do. We are relentless. We will never stop. And that is what I really appreciate about our dynamic is that one of us will always be ready to just be like, can we just, and the other one's like, no, God damn it. And it's never the same person. Like we just, I feel like we always put each other. That's true. You know? Yeah. So thanks for that. And the chicken was delicious. And who cares if we're eating it at seven or nine? I love a nine o'clock chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an East Coaster. Seven o'clock is too fucking early anyway. Yeah, that is the worst part about you know? this city. Everything closes at six. Ugh. Yeah, I complained about it all the time. I just listened to Lisa Traeger complain about it on her podcast. She was like, it was one o'clock and I couldn't get a drink anywhere. I was like, I'm with you, hardcore with you. Um, You wrote down in our topic notes, punchables. Yeah. What is a punchable? Punchables is this dumb joke that I was trying to make about, um, remember in the 80s when there was that um, series of, it was probably too before your time, but do you remember Garbage Pail Kids at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the series of collectible cards. It was kind of like, yeah, the reaction to- All of our- All of my friends' older brothers had them. Right. Totally. So that was like the, I think it was Mad Magazine, but it was like the reaction to like Cabbage Patch Kids and the cute stuff. And um, so I was just thinking about like, you know, pop culture and how, you know, it's so neat to watch art reflect current times and, you know, like the boys reflecting everything that's fucked up that's going on in the government. And I was thinking about like what toys there are that reflect anything that's going on right now at the government level. And I was like, I don't really see anything. And I was like, I want to design 
um, a toy series that in, remember Lunchables? Did you have Lunchables when you were a kid? Yeah. Well, I never did. We couldn't afford them. Right. It was such a like. It was like a flex at lunch to it pop was a out huge a Lunchable. Flex. Yeah. For if you sure. Had a Lunchable instead of a homemade sandwich. You were like your family was fancy. <sighs> yeah. What are you whole candy bar Halloween fam? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I was the girl in the corner with a tongue sandwich. <laughs> so the Lunchables kids didn't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> This explains a lot, right? Yeah, it does. But I was just thinking that um, instead of Lunchables, it could be a series called Ponchables, and that every snack box is just designed to represent a different person in government or the Supreme Court that I want to punch. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you could call them the number one snack box. <laughs> it was a high idea. This is a high idea. It's not even a joke. It's not even really a concept. It's just, I don't know. So you want a lunch... That also doubles as punching uh, um, Brett Kavanaugh. Like, help me think it through. What should this Brett look Kavanaugh, like? Brett Kavanaugh, turkey cheddar crackers. Yeah, like the, and thing? then I get to eat him, although I don't know if I want to eat him. Does it just like a figurine that I punch while I eat my lunch? It's a Happy Meal accessory to a Lunchable, a Punchable. Yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. So it's like I get my little Mitch McConnell with my like... You know, yeah, like it's one of cheddar these spread. Guys. Yeah. So there's my Mitch McConnell. And while I'm eating my lunch, I can then just like voodoo doll it and just like say everything that I want to to hit that. You're you're the turtle motherfucker. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck you for ruining everything. Literally. How much would you pay for a punchable? Um, I don't know. What would you pay? What do you think? Are they are they for kids or adults or both? I think they're for like uh, the youth and the adults, but not kids. Uh. Twelve ninety nine. Really, I was gonna say. Yeah, because you can collect the figures and then punch them anytime. Yeah. Once you have it, you can punch. Yeah, and then you can get like a weird necklace. We could just like wear all your punchables characters. You're just like wearing like the conservatives on the Supreme Court around your neck. Like <laughs> not, ears not looking in the like predator movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not looking like a psycho at all. What is that? Oh, it's my punchables necklace. It was started by this woman in L.A. who likes to wait outside men's bathrooms with extra popcorn to. <laughs> to lure in her next prey <laughs> she's great you should follow her <laughs> she has a hot podcast yeah <laughs> i'm so glad that this is the final episode of our banking oh my god it's nice to do a loose moose with you to finish um 400 hours of original fucking content thank you mark yeah thank you mark thank you top tree jeez louise yeah we 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 have had a lot of fun doing these and this is this is a great way to end it. I think so. I yeah, the next so. step you hear will be. Oh, I don't know when this will drop, but like that's why we'll we didn't back. do news this week because right. it was like we wanted to be, have this be evergreen. Yep. So you mm -hmm. know, I yeah, I, who knows what? Who knows? We're in Amsterdam somewhere. I hope so. Or on a beach. I want to go to like a couple of museums, not the Louvre. I don't want to go to any of the. I've, I don't. I want to see like an Amsterdam museum. I want to ride oh, a bike. I want to smell a flower. I want to see a museum. Yeah, I think you're gonna. We will smoke a joint. And go to the Rijksmuseum and you're going to be in heaven, I think. Cool. Yeah. That sounds great. I also want to see beautiful people. They're so hot. They're Are they all so hot, hot in oh, Amsterdam? God, yes. Yeah. Well, Fucking yeah. Fucking great. I think they're very beautiful. The cool. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Especially the other day when I was talking shit about all the tourists on Melrose. Uh -huh. And you were like, oh, well, then you're going to hate Europe. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about bad fashion and I was like, oh, look out. Every tourist on Melrose Avenue, every tourist who goes to the hype beat part of the hype beast part of the city, mm -hmm. most of the Europeans have bad fashion. Most of them are wearing clothes that do not make sense. Uh -huh. I don't need you in Bape. I don't need you in Supreme. I feel like a lot of that stuff is like kind of played out. Um, it's a little bit whack. But yo, if you're gonna come to Melrose, 
look fresh as fuck. And these people, like, they're wearing, like, a scuba fin and a night helmet. <laughs> Fucking, what's you, going you on? You had an issue with the pants, specifically. You I don't like, like tight pants. Yeah. I don't like I don't like a man in a tight pant with a cuff at the bottom. Ooh. Like, the jeans that have elastic cuffs in the bottom. Yeah. Um, That haunts me because in my childhood, I used to have my across-the-street neighbor, Gay Mizell. She used to sew my elastic slacks we've talked about elastic slacks forever all my pants had to have elastic cuffs otherwise i wouldn't wear them and so now anytime i see like a sexy hot tall european man in um tight pants with cuffs Uh i'm immediately brought back to like childhood trauma and i immediately put it on this european man who has no business feeling it i don't like a tight pant either i saw no and i saw recently i can't remember what reality show i was watching but there was a guy who was in tight pants and a tight shirt and it was tucked and i was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) oh my god holy shit 2022 is this where we're at right now do you think you look good who told you that was okay what's happening that's crazy where did you get that look from that's not good. We were hanging out with a friend uh, last night, um, uh, Sam, yeah. who was talking about how lethal the kids are because he's a school teacher and how they will just like rip you to shreds. I would love to hear them talk about like any of the fashion that you're talking about because kids are so in tune. I'm going to quote him right now mm-hmm. because he is a great comic who's been doing stand up for a year, he said. Yeah. And his TikTok and Instagram has um let's make him our butt of the week this week yeah 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 I'm good with that yep okay cool um our butt of the week this week is sam uh we'll drop his info in the show notes uh as a teacher of these kids he said the most vicious insult that he's ever heard was he was wearing just like a normal clothing to go out and one uh student goes okay sweater uh-huh. and the whole crowd was like oh my god you fucking ruined him <laughs> got him and he was like the pile on yeah. was bananas why on okay even, sweater why is that even funny but it's so perfect it's so dismissive it's so dismissive oh my god kids man they're terrifying okay sweater okay <laughs> just sweater. fucking so vicious yikes yeah Ooh. look at you hat yeah <laughs> ouch <laughs> what's a belt yeah damn man Woo. like you know how there's like always roast battles and there's like comedy central roast i yeah. wish pete davidson would just walk up there and be like all right ty <laughs> <laughs> got justin bieber got him got him <laughs> oh man was well, that a good place for us to wrap it up and and hit the road yeah i've got to make 36 hour lentil soup so yeah great let's really speed this thing up <laughs> i'm gonna make some yeah 48 hour gravlax have you ever made gravlax actually uh, I've actually never successfully smoked anything, so I would love to try to make gravlax with gravlax you. is not smoked; it's just cured. So you oh. can actually there there you like you can buy liquid smoke and add it to gravlax if you want it to have that smoke, but it's just cured. It's just like salt cured with um, pressure. So we could easily do it if we get a really nice piece of fish. That actually, maybe really some good. of that um, Alaskan salmon, that fresh salmon that Ali gave us, Ooh. we can make some gravlax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've actually never tried to cure anything too, so that would be really cool. You've Let's never do, tried I, to cure anything. No, nah, man, I don't fucking, I'm not even that. Not even a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Archie Moo. Archie Moo. S- sleeping over here. Oh, last thing. Can we shout out real quick yeah. on this pod, even though it'll be out of the timeline? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Archie Moo sold out. And I'd like to end on that. Because if we're going to talk about food disasters, I'd like to come through with a food victory to end this episode. At our uh, show with the Pacific Stone Comedy Tour, our first show in L.A. on July 27th, Comfy Pup popped up and his plant-based hot dog named after Archie, the Archie Moo, 
sold out and it was uh like fucking so beautiful because Archie has like yeah I mean he's like to, to be represented at our comedy show by Michael Walker who named Comfy Pup for his pup Olive mm-hmm. who's a sweetie yeah can so, I read the menu from the Archie Moo yeah that's sold out plant-based sausage bread and butter pickles sport peppers spicy brown mustard hot honey drizz just like Archie Moo He's a hot honey drizz. He is a hot honey drizz. Old King P over there. <laughs> King P. Oh, King that's P. Right. I call him King P because he is such a good cuddler. He'll like store up all of his pee. He won't like leave my side to like go out. And so then when he goes out in the morning, he pees like a king. Yeah. Yeah. Strong stream, long stream. Strong stream, long stream. And then he's also just like dominates the neighborhood with his peas, like King P. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm out here. I've seen some of his pee streams so strong that he kicks his back legs afterwards to like let the world know he's King P. Yeah. He likes like kicking up the molecules, <laughs> the pee molecules. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. It is. It's to spread the spread, spread the his, word. Spread his pee molecules so everyone knows. Put it in the wind, baby. <laughs> <laughs> King P. That's so fucking cool, actually. Um, Dang. Really um, nice one, Mary Jane. Nice to hang, Mike. I am so excited for your month in Scotland and uh wherever this is dropping in the timeline, you know, we'll be giving updates on socials while you're out of town. And then um as far as the Pacific Stone Comedy Tour goes, we will have a couple of dates. Definitely by the time this drops, we'll have announced them. We're gonna be coming to NorCal next. And yeah, stay tuned. Yep, yep. At Weed and Grub, WG at WeedandGrub.com. Leave a fucking review. And I have one other uh, butt of the week that I want to leave everyone with who's not someone I know, but it's just a, an account that I follow. If you are not already following this account called Fave TikToks 420, it is the best thing to watch when you're high. Fave TikToks 420 is an account that actually <laughs> this I think you'll like. I learned about it. In the New York Times. Oh, my fucking God, man. <laughs> there was an article written about the person behind this account. That's how I know about an Instagram account that covers TikTok. <laughs> and this Instagram account, Fave TikToks 420, covers cool TikToks. <laughs> and it's great. It's great for when you're high. I find it very entertaining. And, um, yeah, I'm just a – yeah, that's how I do. Fucking awesome. As long as you find it, right? As long as I find it. Yeah, I learned about it either in the Huffington Post or the New York Times and then from the kids. <laughs> Fucking great. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.